0: Stories, big guess, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays twelve thirty to 3, 770. CHQR 403 974 8255. 403 974 8255. Just spoke moments ago with Ward 11 counselor Jeremy Farkas about his decision to forego his pension and his transition allowance, which he says is not. The be-all and end-all, but the start of what he wants to make his tenure as a city councillor about, which is value for money and not taking into account as gospel these expenditures that have always been the case when they aren't actually necessary. 403-974-8255. Going to take some calls and texts from you over the course of this segment here. But I want to bring into the discussion interim Alberta Director for the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, Colin Craig, because the CTF has lauded this move and really called on other councillors to step up to the plate as well when it comes to reigning in expenditures. Colin, good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on today.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Andrew. It's nice that uh, you and I have something really positive to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, every time <laughs> I've spoken to you, it's been, oh, you know, look at what government did. And at the end, I mean, everyone just feels so depressed. This is like the only one of very few examples where the CTF actually gets to say someone did something well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it feels great as an organization to be able to put out a news release and say, my goodness, look at this wonderful thing a politician is doing. Because so often, uh, like I said, we have, we have to talk about these these bad stories about politicians abusing their expense accounts or, you know, taking too much in pay or whatever. So, yeah, it's great to talk about someone positive.
0: Well, and he actually specifically cited in a couple of his comments the CTF and really it pushing for this. So having that influence that's being recognized by people in office when you've done the research, you've crunched the numbers, that's a tremendously positive thing as well because I know in advocacy of many different varieties, it can come to a point where you wonder, okay, am I just yelling into a windstorm here?
1: Well, exactly. And that, that is a frustrating thing with this line of work is that you can draw attention to a problem and do lots of research. And then sometimes when someone acts on it, uh, you don't always know if you're the organization behind, uh, you know, sort of part of their thinking or not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great that he's hes taken the research that, that we've done seriously. I mean, I'm i am pleased to see that uh, Jeremy's leading by example. And, and full disclosure to your listeners, uh, Jeremy and I, we, we worked together previously before he ran for council before I was in this role. And I, I knew that he was frustrated about City Hall at the time. And, uh, you know, it's great to see that he's elected and he's, he's keeping his word. He's, he's trying to make a difference. And it's great to see that he's uh, made the decisions that he has on this issue.
0: Now, Councillor Farkas was very, very charitable in discussing his other colleagues. He said he's not expecting any of them to forego their pensions, but for him, it was a decision that made sense. Do you buy into that, or do you think that in public service at the municipal level, there isn't justification for anyone to receive a pension?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I think it's uh, certainly reasonable for elected officials to receive fair compensation for the work that they're doing. Uh, you know, if, if we. You know, pay them minimum wage or something like that, we're not going to get as good of quality candidates as, as what we could. So it's important to make sure that things are competitive and fair. Right now, the, the, the pension benefits that they are allowed to uh, have access to, it, they're just too golden, and that's why it's great to see Jeremy recognize that and say, hey, I'm not going to take this, it's too rich. Uh, so that's positive. If, if they were to move to a more uh, reasonably uh, priced type of pension plan, we would be fine with that. And what we've said is that uh, council should be put into what's called as a defined contribution pension plan. And that would be a plan where taxpayers would put in no more than a dollar for every dollar that councillors put in and that uh, those limits would be more reasonable. What's happening right now over the past decade is that, and I think uh, Councillor Fark has mentioned this, is that for every dollar that a councillor put into the pension plan, it costs taxpayers about five dollars. it's been very, very lopsided. It's not fair. And we have to remember that most people in Alberta that work outside of government, they don't even have a workplace pension plan. About 76% of people working outside government don't have a workplace pension plan. So that's why we think that, hey, wait a second, you really got to scale back this this pension system that uh, exists for uh, members of council.
0: People may have differing opinions on this, but I've always taken the belief that public service of this kind is not meant to be a lifelong career. It's meant to be something that you take perhaps a detour from your regular career to do. And and for that reason, having a, a lifelong pension is not always justifiable. And I'm wondering if it would be more advantageous in the future to look at a severance model where, okay, you get something based on the years you served, but then that's it. Is that worthwhile?
1: Well, actually, what council gets right now is they get both. They get uh, the pension that I mentioned. uh, And I I should actually note, too, for your listeners, that the mayor's position actually qualifies not just for the council pension, but also for a second pension. So that's a little bit unique for the mayor's position. So they have access to the pension side of the benefits, but they also get a transition allowance, which gives them a severance package, so to speak, based on uh, the number of years Mm -hmm. served. And so we've said, you know, we should get rid of that, too, because it's really not fair. If we think of, of council members as serving a, a contract, so to speak, let's say it's a four-year contract, essentially. When most people in the private sector, when their four-year contract is done, the person that contract with is with, they don't give them a, a goodbye check and say, here's a nice little extra added bonus. <laughs> I mean, it's just not customary.
0: And sometimes you lose an election, but you know that date's coming. Exactly, and they have uh,
1: four years to plan for it. That's a huge perk that a lot of people in the private sector don't have—is that uh, job security for four years. And certainly, a lot of Albertans can, uh, or Albertans and Cal- Calgarians can relate to that right now, just given what the economy has been going through. A lot of people have been laid off. There's a lot of households that are still struggling, businesses that are struggling, and that's why it's good to talk about this issue, but also to see reform. I mean, that's really what we're pushing for—is not just reform for uh, council members but also the, the broader civil service. And if you look at what has happened with the cost, the taxpayers have had to pay each year for the biggest pension plan that city workers are part of. In, in uh, 2007, it cost $54 million. As of 2006, so about 10 years later, it was up to $152 million. So it's a 181% increase. It's a huge, huge increase there, and and for any organization to ignore some part of its spending that's increased by 181%, I mean, that's, that's totally reckless, and council needs to start looking at that issue, but first of all, they need to lead by example.
0: When we move beyond pensions, which are oftentimes, and obviously there's a dollar figure that is significant, but pensions are symbolic, I think, in many ways, to, uh, of that general divide between the public sector and, and the private sector because there is such a, a disparity there. But what are the other areas where you really think there's a, a major entitlement or spending component, of the benefits counselors that should be reined in?
1: Well, I, I... You know, like like we said, I mean, pensions are the big one. Uh, salaries need to be responsible and reasonable, too, so that when there is a downturn, so that you see that reflected by council. Uh, you know, we have seen some changes there around the council table in terms of salaries, just given the, the woes that uh, Calgary's economy has been going through. Where we haven't seen it is with the broader civil service. and that, That's where I think council needs to be more sensitive to what's going on so that if there is a sudden change in Calgary's economy and people are taking wage reductions and people are getting laid off and so forth, I mean, city employees need to pull, the, pull their weight too and uh, and feel that pinch as well. And so I think that we need to see a greater sensitivity there. And if they did that, then they wouldn't have these financial issues that they routinely talk about when they say, oh, there's a huge shortfall in that. It's like, well, no kidding, there's a shortfall. You haven't done anything to curtail costs for wages and benefits. So that's why there's quite often a a shortfall so we need to see more uh, fiscal responsibility uh, around the council table
0: and i really am a firm believer in this idea that the politics of something the law is downstream from the attitudes being held and and ultimately if every politician on council or in any other chamber were to get up and say i'm personally going to not take this entitlement what the law actually defines is irrelevant in a way we need people that will express and avow that sentiment and currently there's only one
1: well, exactly, exactly, and it's important to lead by example, and and it's nice to see Jeremy is uh, doing that. He's not waiting for someone to come along and tell him what to do. He's saying, no, you know, this is this is far too generous, and I think that that's a good way of uh, serving on on councils to have that attitude. And I certainly hope he he keeps it up over the next four years. And uh, you know, I, I think a council would be wise to look, stand back, and look at this situation. Look at some of the numbers that we've pulled out from the city's own reports that say. Like I said, for every dollar that taxpayers have put in over the past, or that council members have put in over the past 10 years, taxpayers have had to put in 5 know I mean, that, That's just not fair at all. And I think that they should realize that, hey, wait a second, they've got a problem here that they have to deal with, and they shouldn't just kick the can down the road.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at my own pension statement right now and being like, what the heck?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I mean, a lot of people in the private sector, they don't even have a plan. So, I mean, to look at what council's getting with $5 put in for every $1, they put it. I mean, that that's just way beyond generous.
0: Yes, very well said. Colin Craig, Interim Alberta Director for the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Great to talk again, sir. Thanks for coming on today.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Andrew.
0: All right, all the best to you. Oh, my goodness. This is, to me, just a, a baffling display of political entitlement all the time. And I want to read some of the text because I have not seen one single one so far that is against what Councillor Farkas did, except for the someone who said it was a stunt. And I got a message about that one saying, check the number that said it's a stunt might come from either Farrell or Marinenci's office. Yeah, well I'll have to go and see if we have caller ID on there. Someone says great on this young fellow, what a great example Someone else says, when we look at this, no matter, no wonder that Alberta is broke. Yeah, exactly. When they're matching, it's not even just a price match. They're putting $5 in for every dollar. Let's hope they all follow suit. Someone else here writes that, uh, let's see. Oh, remember Deb Gray swore she would never take the pension. Guess what? She took the pension. Have not trusted a politician since. I think his decision is not reversible. I applaud it. Well, I really hope that he does stick to it and we don't see that corrupting force of power. What's that old line? Uh, Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And Brent writes, wonderful, refreshing, about time. Who else will step up? Well, that's the question I put to all of council now. When we come back, more afternoons on News Talk 770. Stay tuned. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770, Calgary.